Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Foxy Bros Podcast, the show where we talk about different topics and see where the conversation takes us. I'm your host, Foxy, and today, uh, on this special season finale, as it were, uh, of the podcast, I would um, I decided to do something very different. I wanted to have a group of people that were involved in the wrestling RPG, Future Wrestling, for on the Nerds of Us channel, and basically get their thoughts on the RPG as a whole, or their characters, and see where the conversation happens there. But today, I'm joined by uh, the Booker Man, uh, Kyle Decker, aka John Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> you flatter me so, dear, darling. Violet Storm, aka Kira. Uh, Move Stealer, Jim E. Morris. <laughs> Shotgun Cutter. Uh, Mantano Jerry Soul, aka Rob Midas, and the man with all the rage, James Rage. <laughs> so, welcome to the podcast. And first off, like now, by the time this is coming out, we'd be finished the, the first season of the RPG. And with this, I wanted to get everyone's thoughts on it. So, um, as a whole. What was? How did you find your experience with the the RPG? So, uh, I'll open it up to anyone. <laughs> to um, I'll okay. I'll yeah, I'll kick it off since you're you're floundering. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dennis's first and only Foxy Bros podcast. It's my second. <laughs> it's my second. <laughs> I have been on this podcast now. before. Yes, yeah, yes. Like <laughs> RPG. Um, it was a lot of fun uh, for me personally. I I haven't played anything RPG related. I have watched a wrestling RPG on YouTube just before it started. I think actually I messaged Jamie about it. I think back in the day. Um, uh, it was oh, what's it? I don't even know. No rules barred. I think it was. But hmm. they started doing a a wrestling RPG, and I was like, oh, that that might be kind of cool. Because um, I didn't actually even know any existed. Uh, you know, I think RPG, I think Dungeons and Dragons and that kind of thing. And I know it's technically the same thing in, in, in functionality, but, uh, you know, it's something that we're all fans of. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun um, kind of getting to develop a character uh, from scratch and seeing where he goes. And, um, you know, you kind of get attached to your character uh, by the end of things, uh, as I'm sure much like... Uh, D&D. I'm sure, I'm sure the others are the same too. Well, uh, others speak. <laughs> <laughs> Someone jump in. That's, that's the cue. <laughs> I, I got into it like halfway through because of Amy messaging me randomly mm. and seeing if I wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> what? Is that what you did to you too, yeah? <laughs> yeah, but like I had done something kind of like this when I was younger on a I'm sure you remember Bebo. Oh yes. But there was a thing. There was a thing on that uh, where I kind of did something like this anyway. So I kind of had a an idea of what I had to do, um, but I basically went into a blind because why would I watch the videos to give myself some sort of familiarity with what the hell was going on? Because that would only just be the smart thing to do. Uh, but I enjoyed it. And that's the reason I kept stealing people's moves because I genuinely knew no one's moves when I went to it. So when I had to think of a finisher, I was like, ring Saturn, crash ring, 
that makes sense. And I found out like on the same episode. Ooh, and that was the end of that one. Now everyone yes. thinks I just steal everything. As you do. I, I love as well, like for you just taking it, just thinking of a, a finish, finishing yourself completely out of context, you automatically booked yourself into a feud with Kev. I wish you could say as well there was like someone giving me intention like do this and we can kick something off it was just I fell into something by mistake because I didn't plan ahead at all (laughs) and and may I say you you fell with complete and utter grace (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) that pretty much sums up my season too because I was just flying by the seat of my pants because I hadn't a notion hence the Mm. multiple brain freezes and Amy yelling at me what to do Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Bullet Storm is very much an open book. Like, just as any spots are welcome there for Kira. Like, just take whatever, whatever you want. Just like throw it at her. Help you'll me! Help me! Yeah, pretty much. Not a yeah. notion of what to do, what like what to even think of, and it just like you can see me. You can literally see me going, "Oh no, no, no! There's nothing coming. Help!" <laughs> it, it, I think it's more a case of like because you're on the spot, like. You're watching other people do it, but it's and you're just thinking like, I would have done this, I would have done this. But when it comes to your turn, it's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, no, ah, uh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> uh, kick. That's <laughs> that work. <laughs> but it also suits her character as well because she's like she's she's like an indie darling, so she's almost like starting to like picking up the TV like bit, like wrestling deal as she goes on. So it makes sense. That she's kind of like, oh, I don't know, like she's trying to get that kind of like that that spark. Uh, as she's wrestling so it, it kind of works out with the character a little bit you know um, Look, although with season two you're going to be a bit more experienced so <laughs> so keep your spots write them oh, down God. and make sure you just nick them and you'll be started you know well, something with, with, with you that... have a book there you go just Rain. just like just make a move set from, from Smackdown versus Raw and you're sorted it's you know, you... help <laughs> something with, with with that in mind like it's it was handy as well at least for me for like during the lockdown kind of getting your your mind into the spot calling and kind mm. of into um the wrestling mindset for when it all kind of eventually hopefully returns yeah. it was it was kind of unique that way it was nice you know mm. Like I, see, I suppose I'll, I suppose I'll kind of jump in and kind of explain how this all kind of came about because I think it's it's only fair we we, we give a bit of uh, a shout out where it's needed. So this all kind of started, uh, I want to say, like last summer, uh, rising from the ashes. Indeed. Well, actually, no. That, well, that was the first episode, but there was an RPG before that, um, which has kind of been alluded to a little bit uh, here and there. So uh, our good friend Butch of the show and for and of Crown of the King, you better like download the music or else he shouts at us. Um, so he started off his own RPG on his on his own on his platform on Twitch, and uh, a few of us were invited to do it. Like Amy, Foxy, uh, myself jumped in there, and yourself, Dennis, as well. Uh, after a while, uh, as few as well, like uh, like Tony and Reen and a few and a few others there, just kind of scattered in to be ca- to be characters and kind of a sim- similar setup. You know, Butch had his own promotion, and he called it. Um, I think it was absolutely rapid sports entertainment because the joke yeah. was it was called Ars. And uh, it, it was it was different kind of acronyms I can't remember off the top of my head now, but uh, that was kind of the setup basically. It was like very much like a very like the wrestling type gimmick or like wrestling.ie type shows. That was the kind of like energy he was trying to to replicate, you know. And it was good fun. Like again, I was a character in it and I was the I was that kind of codec character. And with Butch being the kind of Booker Man, it was it was it was a nice little dynamic. So we did a couple of episodes and, and we kind of had a few kind of like mini storylines going and then it just kind of like 
because uh, Butch wanted to move on, to, got busy then with his with his own work, so it kind of fizzled out at, the, at that point. And just so happens at the same time we were we were doing Nerds of Us uh, more or less properly as a YouTube channel. So I just thought, yeah, I'll, I'll try, I'll give it a try myself, like you know, as a as as Bookerman, as it were. And it just so happened that we 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 got some some fantastic recruits in that time, like uh, like KC and and Jerry Soul and Jamie and 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 Kev and so forth. And uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a pretty fucking wonderful roster because it's a lovely dynamic of like people who are who know wrestling, who either are wrestlers or can are are fantastic actors. So you've got this great like dynamic of like people that can put in those kind of performances, you know. So it's a lovely it's a lovely mix we have now in this group, you know. Like what I, what I found really fun about this is. The fact that, like, they, as you said, like, we have different backgrounds. Like, some of us are involved in wrestling, some are training. Some mm-hmm. have, like, different training in other aspects, whether it be from acting or just no training at all. But it's nice yeah. to see development over the course of the season of, like, uh, seeing where people really shine. So, like, yes. for some, some it's been, like, the actual, like, the mind for, for the wrestling matches. But others have just excelled at the likes of the promos. Like... <laughs> like Mr. James Rage there, who's <laughs> even stumped our uh, friendly neighborhood Jerry uh, <laughs> twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hadn't done promos for a couple of years, um, and I came on with this. I was like, oh, "That's I got to come in here now." Like, you know, yeah, Ryan, you know, I'm going to show here. these kids. I'm going to show them. Boss. I'm going to show them all. Up. <laughs> it took James Rage five fucking seconds. <laughs> Five seconds, and it just, it, just, it just it just proved to me. I was like, I I I really need to get a bit more practice. So I got a bit more practice in. Two weeks later. Uh, KC uh, upstaged me in five seconds. I'm just like, I just gonna retire now for the four hundred millionth time. And but it, it it was certainly interesting joining. I I came in halfway through as well, and never seen anything like this before never been involved in anything like this before and i've loved it because as you say to see the, the dynamic and all the differences between everybody and you know i know we take the piss out of poor, our poor jim morris um but it's it's all in good fun it's it you know we're, we're, we are just having a laugh and i think you know he knows that as well um it, to get to, to do promos with people again has been the highlight for me because i i love doing promos i love actually being creative and to have the talent that's here, like just it's just brilliant. That's mm. I was gonna ask that, Jerry. Did you find that it like being away from doing promos and stuff for so long? Did you find a kind of little little flame in you again? In a way, oh, absolutely, hundred percent. To to the point where I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my suit on and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna paint the hair and the beard and I'm gonna do a um, a Jerry Humperding promo. And then I was like, actually, no, I'm fucking far too fucking lazy for that. <laughs> um, but it, it, like to the point where when when casey did that that promo that amazing amazing promo oh, that just so the, the lovely video of me going oh what <laughs> oh, what the fuck am i watching uh, it, it definitely lit a fire under me because that kind of challenges me is like right now i have to do better now so the next day and the day after that i was kind of i just stood in the sitting room i was i told everyone don't come near me i, I have to I'm on my A, I have to be on my A game now. <laughs> and I just came up with this promo and it was just unfortunate that I didn't even write any of it down because I couldn't remember every, any of it when I went to do the promo. But mm. it kind of get that, it gets, this definitely gets your creative juices flowing because you don't really know, let's be perfectly honest, we don't really know how it's going to go. No. You know, you, no. you roll the dice and you could get a snake eyes or you could get 12 and you don't really know how it's going to go. So it, it, it absolutely gets, you have to think of everything. Yes, yes, I know, Foxy, you 
fucking miserable bollocks. <laughs> and losing your match because yes, oh, I won't get into it. <laughs> it, it absolutely gets your creative juices flowing because you have to think of multiple scenarios. If you win, what are you going to say? If you lose, what are you going to say? If you yeah. cheat or whatever, you know, if you're your heel or face, it, it absolutely gets uh, gets you thinking. And, and I've, I've loved every part of it so far. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I get to stick around for another little while. Definitely. Like, like uh, that's the, that was the beauty of the system we use as well, because um, like I said, it's, it wasn't like a really like a dogmatic, like RPG we were working with. It, it's, it's an RPG called worldwide, worldwide wrestling. Um, and it's still in beta as far as I know, but you can buy the, the, the playbook and, and, and try it out yourselves. Like, and it's kind of designed for a very kind of short term, like session. Like it's something you would sit down to do over three to four hours and you could promos over a table and so forth like that. And, um, and this is the same system that Butcher was using as well. So there are certain mechanics like your momentum and audience and so forth, but a lot of it is very much down to the players. And that's what I really liked about it. I think it's a, it's a sign of a good RPG that just allows you to almost to allow itself to, to bend the roots ever so slightly. So say if something doesn't work for you as such, like um, the heat, for, for example, like that's your way of like building feuds and so forth. I didn't really use that in front of my RPG. I was kind of using my own kind of like, observation skills and going oh uh, Jim Morris has a good dynamic with Cyrus Gold I'll put their, those two together uh, oh Violet Storm and KC are having a good um, good feud here I'll make them tight team up whatever it is and just pair up that way and just start alternating whichever I think works best so in a way like playing Booker Man was quite nice because you do get to decide where you think the show is going but sometimes like something will happen and you're thinking like oh this is just too good I can't say no to this you know and like I, I, an example was like we've had this kind of overarching story throughout the, the show just to kind of add a little bit of spice to some of the feuds um, and to be clear it's actually the only bit of writing I do for the RPG otherwise it's completely improvised and it's all down to the players so for example I had this like three or four weeks of like writing I had had a mind didn't even pen yet at the time uh, and I was going like, oh yeah, this is like beef for beef, show off what's happening backstage and so forth like this with my own character. And then like one week I was knocked out by James Rage and was out injured for a couple of weeks. And it went, yeah, fuck that. Like that's so much better because that feud, that feud was so much better than what I had in mind. And that's, that was the beauty of it as well because everything, you, if everything was organic in the RPG to, to, to a certain extent, like, uh, like nothing of it was really that prepared outside the matches and occasional like big dramatic spots but otherwise nothing else was like was that pre pre-prepared to that experience to that extent i can entirely attest to that and relate it back to violet or kira's point from before where i wasn't meant to be in that segment and instead my music played and i was told james rage is coming to the ring at the end of the show and i knocked out kyle decker and the next week i was running the fucking place yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, but that's the thing, like that alternative works so much better than what I was writing because it's still consistent. It still works with what you're doing. So yeah, having that kind of like air of spontaneity made the RPG feel a bit more real, you know, and that was the whole point of it. But the whole it was a case of like the like reality was blurring with fiction and stuff like that with certain storylines. So it made sense to keep on that vein. So it's like, oh well, if James Rage did spark out Decker, then of course he takes over the show. Makes complete sense. And, Eve with and may I say, you ran it like a champ. <laughs> some cracking shows there. Like with, during the course of it, like obviously, like we we've kind of seen like the development of everyone like in different aspects, but like we've also seen what what they shine at. Like for like what I was kind of alluding to is the fact that some people have excelled at their promos. Some people are really good at the wrestling side, and others are good at where 
it could be like the backstage like interactions like mm. it's not necessarily a promo but like it, it's a nice natural like conversation like or the after credit scenes that that we've been thrown in as well like mm. they're great like little story tools like to that have been added throughout the course of the the, the series i mean yeah it, it's but like it, for for everyone like what like we obviously got attached to our characters and because like there was room for all that spontaneity like it was also very rewarding because it started getting comfortable to be able to okay what if i did this instead like we were, i i'm sure john you you received a few messages from some of the people involved is like what if i did this like what if this happens like okay yeah. like if i win can this happen or or even when like a match is happening and someone just jumps in it's like can i do a run in here like can it like we had a run in on a Zoom call. We like, did. We did. <laughs> and by far, it's your best work. It is. Yeah. Like, like that, that. That one in particular is my crowning achievement. Is one. Of I will. I will top that in season two. I'm telling you now. I have a plan, <laughs> and I'm going to top it. Oh dear. This, yeah. this is the worst thing when you have an actual tag team in the RPG because they keep trying to out fucking do each other. Like you know, honestly. <laughs> hey, hey, brother. Fuck that brick. Work. He always steals my limelight. Anyway. Honestly. But like, but yeah, like you're, that's exactly your point. Like a, a lot of it, like again, certain points are collaborative and like that helps me then kind of decide where the story's going because again, I'll have a certain idea based on my kind of like taste in wrestling and so forth. But then because we have so many different people and so many different wavelengths in a sense, it's nice to have like an extra person go like, what would like they like to do? Because again, uh, as the RPG playbook will tell you itself, like you are, you make the matches, but you don't decide what happens. It's down to the dice. It's down to, down to that they decide who wins and it's down to you as a promoter to try and think up on the fly, but also the wrestlers to keep playing it cool. So like even, I think even from like the first month, you guys thought I was actually booking the the outcomes and that is something you can do. Like you can actually decide who wins. I decided not to, I, I decided let the dice decide and see what go, where it goes from there. Cause again, the challenge is for me to try and make it work. So let's just say, for example, if Alan Morph like lost, suddenly lost a match, like what happens to him? Because he's like one of our, like he was a contender at the time. So it's like, okay, how do I tie that into a story? It's like, oh, he's after ha- losing this massive match against Jim Morris. And he's number one contender. So how does that make Jim Morris work? And how does that make him work? And what you got was Alan Morph kicking serious fucking arse. Like that was the, that was because he had to respond in storyline. And Mr. Soul can attest to this. He fucking responded. <laughs> oh, did, did, did he? Now, you know, I, I've known Casey, Jerry, whatever you want to call him for, for, for a long time. We always have this little back and forth, forth banter because obviously we're both named Jerry. Yeah, but I call him, he calls me the OG Jerry. I call him the real Jerry. Mm. You know, so that's the way it goes. So he's always been. I, I, I've 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 liked him for the, the longest time. He's such a nice guy. But I didn't expect him to be. You know, I knew he was creative, but Jesus, where he came with this stuff a couple yeah. of weeks ago, it just blew, it absolutely blew me away. Like those were real reactions. I was having. I was like, holy shit, what the hell is going on here? Like, where where did this come from? Like, absolutely brilliant this actually brings out the best in people because it forces you to go, right, I'm right. I'm here. How do I get here? And yeah. this guy's done a great promo, but I want to, I want to go a bit better. You know, James, right? I want to go a bit better and <laughs> I want to be better. And I want to just see where this can go. And, and, you know, KC just took the ball. He didn't run. He went straight to outer fucking space with it. That's it. It's so easy. Insane. It's so easy to get invested in. Like, I've found myself several times like losing and going, hold on, it's just a game. 
fucking relax. It's grand. You can you can lose a match. It's fine. It's no big deal. You get invested, and then yeah, you are going exactly like Jerry said. You are going right next week. I'm gonna fucking out promo you. Fuck you. You know, like you, <laughs> and he blows um, away. He blows no, away with it because he was a recurring character that like okay, like he's providing funny spots, but at the same time, it's like that in the last like the last arc. Of the the series is when we mm-hmm. really seen him excel. Yeah, like yeah. he blew us away with the promos and like his a bit, his creativity for these spots. And I mean, like it's just it just shows you how comfortable he's gotten. And, and same with all of us, we've all gotten comfortable that we've had time to shine at different parts during the series. So mm-hmm. like it just makes uh, to <clears throat> me it it makes me excited for season two. Because yeah. like with the characters that we have, it's just like, okay, we know where we are now. We know kind of how to better portray it. So therefore, like we can be more creative come season two yes, with them. Definitely. And it's also because I think everyone's kind of has an idea of where the where the character wants to go from there as well. Because like like again, I love stories because again, I, I I'm not necessarily an accomplished writer, but I like if my idea of a, of a good story is where there's a whole lot of mini stories colliding and how they how does a dynamic, you know? Because I love a lot of serialized shows where you have all these kind of like there's not necessarily one main character. There's several. Sake, Jonathan's characters. favorite movie is fucking Crash or something. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but if it was a film buff, I probably would be finding over. But, <laughs> But at the same time, like I like having like everyone having a story to themselves, you know. And again, that's part of the RPG. What's their motivations? And that helps just you decide where they go. So for someone like Alan Morph, who like again, for like the first three months of the RPG has been having fun matches and is like really kind of like almost a comedy character in a way. But then suddenly, like uh the booking kind of falls into place, and you're thinking, like, oh, him versus Silver Fox is gonna be a great title match because it's history there and it's right from the start of the RPG. So it it makes sense that the last match of the RPG is the first match of the RPG and that's where you go and, and you work back from there then but legit all I did in that was book Alan Moore versus Silver Fox and have him win a battle royal everything else is KC and I love that same with like um, with yourself James Rage like I like essentially decided right this is where we're going and that's your promo and same thing it's just all cliff notes for for most people really uh, and again as you said much of your point Foxy people got comfortable in the roles like if you compare like like Kira's first week to like the promo from like two weeks ago where she just fucking nails it she just nails a promo dead on going like I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of Selena beautiful I don't need to, I, do, I didn't need to say anything else there like that was exactly what you needed to nail and that was that was perfect I was just know? gonna say actually like Foxy like this is your podcast but so please tell me to fuck up if uh, you want um, but uh, that's the only time I'll give you permission to do that. Uh, but um, <laughs> but uh, this is uh, his show, Dennis. I was going to say um, it might be interesting to hear from um, how your character changed um, yes. from the first one to the last one because I know mine fucking changed dramatically, and I think everybody's did. Mm. Um, like obviously, maybe not so much uh, Midas and and Morris purely because arriving in halfway through. Yeah. Halfway through oh, I won't change, Cutter. I won't change. I'll always be a prick. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you for Jerry. So, like for for me, like with the the RPG, it was more just a case of like, okay, I identified very quickly what I was very what I'm bad at because I knew like. Going in, I had the experience of being involved in wrestling. Like I know how matches work, 
So therefore, like I'm looking at it structure wise, like and psychology wise, it's like, okay, what if I do this, I want to also give them an opportunity that they can revert do a reversal, they can do this and that. And then but promos was my biggest weakness in this. And so much so that it wasn't and I had said it to Jonathan that like only until I started doing the arc with with KC that I was starting to feel more confident in it. And like I need to force myself to actually be creatively like uh confident in being able to deliver promos. I'm still bad at it. Which which was why secretly I was kinda like excited to have like Jerry come on as my manager. I was like, Yes, I don't have to talk. <laughs> He but could yeah. do all the talk and let him shine and put me over, and then I just had to do the matches. It's like yes. And then you fucked me over. Well done. <laughs> but, well done. But like, like selfishly, I was like, I was really excited to have Jerry on, on board, like, and do that. But because I knew about the story arc from the start of the RPG, it's like it started with like me and Almor going at it, and him helped me like. To be torn from being an arrogant prick to like to a more fun and like jovial person yeah. than I already am <laughs> to like having to be corrupted and then have it come full circle where it's his he's trying to help me again for the finish of the season like so much so that I I'd planned it I talked to John and I was like alright here's what I want to do this is my brainchild can we do this because yeah. I think it makes sense to, uh, because it makes sense to pull him, look, have him look like a million dollars, like, mm. uh, as it were, like by the end of this. Because up until that point, he hadn't progressed. He was one of the yes. only characters to not progress in the game, and and he was always made like a joke of. So therefore, mm. like I purposely wanted him to look the strongest possible, like, like the, it, it is. It's an underdog story, but like at the same time, it's like it works so well. Like it's tried and true, like storyline. But yeah, well, they all, they always pull everybody in. Like yeah, and Casey is so goddamn good. Like he he always makes you laugh. But it was nice to actually see his character adapt and be like, right, here's my serious side. Like you've seen it gradually, like mm. start appearing here bits and like throughout the series, but. With the last arc, especially, is when you really seen it just like boom, that's yes. it. Like new side <clears throat> to him completely, and I love that. Like it got, like I said, I got more confident with it. It made me like just appreciate. It. It's like that's it, it's story. It's storytelling that could, I was happy to lose as it as it were. Mm. I like yeah. I purposely made it. It's like no, the whole point is for me to lose. I want to be the biggest dickhead if possible. Like if I can do it, or if no, Jerry, you won't, you, you won't beat me for that. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but if I can't, if I can't do that, I have Jerry there as well to like yeah. help with the promos because like he's more experienced for the promos. <laughs> but like as this RPG proved, is that like even an experienced guy like Jerry can can falter, like mm. from a How fucking dark you? from a How dark horse that is you? from a yeah, dark horse that is James Rage. Like who? We're never going to promo hold before on, this on. RPG. Hey, hold on a minute. Hold I on. wonder fucking dark know. horse. Hold on. What do you mean dark horse? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out here, okay, and say that James is the best 
fucking promo guy in this RPG. It's as simple as hands, hands down. down. Hands down, best promo guy in the whole RPG. This <laughs> yeah. is me and everybody else, and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna argue with me because I'll fucking smack them upside the head if they do. But mm-hmm. he is so he there is no dark horse there. He is by and large the best promo guy here. Just, yeah. It's fact. No, it's, a, I totally agree with that. As Booker Man, I totally 100% agree. But it raises all of us up as well because mm-hmm. you know, then, oh, right, that's, I got a promo. I got a promo with James Rage. I'm going to yeah. fucking drown him. I just point out, actually, my, my favorite line that I ever came out with in this RPG was in my promo against Connor. And oh, it was yes. the one where. What was that? I was the whole you're Goliath, but I'm David. I'm gonna fuck your shit up. But I closed with Fred Rose, get out of the ring because just like Samuel Beckett, I'm about to take your giant to school. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking proud of that. That's why. That's why I love about it. It's like James Rage as a character is such an intellectual because he makes such these witty remarks. But like <laughs> his his template is like he's like fucking Ken Shamrock. So it's like, what happens if Ken Shamrock read a book? That's James Rage. There you go. <laughs> And that's actually led to what evolved my character as well. Because I was doing, when I first started, I was doing a whole almost cane type fucking silent destroyer thing. Mm. Um, And that promo was very early on, but I wasn't really talking then very much. um, Because I had the pastor with me who did the talking for me, which was played by you, Jonathan. And um, that was great and all, but like... uh, the thoughts of being able to kind of cut more promos and being able to do something led to kind of the way I took him in the end, where he's much more loose spoken and um, much freer now. And kind of that leads into season two, which I hope mm. to actually get to do full on proper promos with the likes of Jerry and with the likes of Jamie and, and stuff like that, where I can actually, you know, do, do a little you test. You now have a that. chance to have a completely new personality, which is what I liked because, yeah. as you said, like you have kind of broken free of that of that kind of like obligation with Fred Rose because again, like he does have has his kind of like withering contempt for everybody who doesn't have a South American, Southern American accent and doesn't believe in Jesus. You know, that's the type of character he is. But he's also playing a role. Like he is also one of the most evil person on the roster. So, like in that sense, it it worked so well for Cutter because he was under his thumb for so long. And then, like, essentially because he was nice once in a match, Fred Rose went, right, you're on borrowed time, motherfucker. And yeah. at that point, that just forces Cutter to just go, well, no, I'm just going to rage against the machine. And it worked perfectly well. Like, every, like that's what I love about every every wrestler essentially had a good kind of arc. Again, we didn't quite get to, to Jim and, 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 and Midas in the season because you kind of came in halfway through. But if you did have the full beans of like four months if you had a starting off point then you would have had an end point if that makes sense we kind of got that remind us already have like a performer in mind already to start off season two considering the mm. fact that i've beat the champion twice exactly you see, this is a great point so immediately i'm just like oh yes i know exactly what i'm gonna do and it'll be like the last time where i written none of it down and i started talking to him <laughs> dun 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 <laughs> was just like, in my brain I went oh it was so good like before leading up to because when I messaged you about that the last time I was like oh I want to do a promo I was like oh this is going to be oh this is going to be great oh this is going to be so good because I was thinking about it afterwards especially in work that day because I was so bored I had nothing else to do <laughs> I was just sitting there going oh this is going to be fantastic and then I did it and I was like I was half of what I had 
So, so Jim, would would that be kind of like would that be kind of like somebody came in and just stole it out of your head? <laughs> You're a jackie you by accident. <laughs> yeah, I stole my own home by accident. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, like, like I, I, I think if I had the full time inside, I think my promos would have been a whole lot better. But like yeah. now that I already have something to bounce off of from the last season, I can start off. Better, it just have to see where that goes. Then after that, then because Casey at the start, as you say, he was he won the comedy thing, but I did watch his performance afterwards, and he got so good by the end of it. It was like a completely yeah. different character. There was just there was two different people. Like, oh, I'd say the same for for Kira slash Violet as well, and that's yeah. no no disrespect, Kira, but <laughs> um, your your promos came on a million percent. Yes, um, from from the first ones to the last ones, because you were very shy and very reserved. Um, at least that's what it came across to me um, at the start. But then it like it just it, it was really really good by the end, very entertaining. Because that's all me. Because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, especially the first couple of weeks. I'm like watching what everybody's doing and saying and and trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And it was a case of like information trying to get it all in and uh, being like, well, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just going to play it safe. <laughs> Ish. Is this safe? <laughs> so that, that's getting used to what was going on. Yeah. Like for yourself, like Jamie, Jamie like, uh, like obviously you've, you have an, uh, an acting background. Like, so like, I imagine it was a little easier for you to actually and one whole training session in wrestling. But anyway, he like, has taken a bump. He can say that he has taken a bump. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, obviously, going into the RPG, like obviously, you, you said that you never cut promo like before. But uh, as that acting experience, like how how did you approach uh, developing the character? Like. Oh. Um, that's, that's a character you've had in mind a long time <laughs> it is yeah actually uh, better to admit that it's my backyard wrestling character is the mm. foundation of James Rage so fucking 2005 <laughs> but, um, so yeah he's, he's been in development for a while the, I suppose the acting helped because it was the whole ages the projection of it and the enunciation and all the rest like the logistics but it's you can drop a line but never drop character mm, yeah it was a bit of advice i was given before so it's literally half the time in my promos i have no idea where the fuck it's going but it's just a case of link it together somehow and try and keep going yeah mm. with mixed results thanks that far like, like I, I will say, like, and we did talk about it, it's the fact that like your your promos have been like top of the fucking pops, like in in regards to like the RPG, and like I know you said it, I know I like we all can't get over it. It's the fact that like you haven't cut a promo before this, but during the course of this, your promos have been like fucking top level. Yeah, 
I and remember then, the first. I think it, I think it's either first or second episode you cut your first promo, and it's like because again our, our original cast would have been ourselves, Tony, Amy, and and, and so forth before like uh, Jerry and 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 Aaron would have came in. So in a sense, like we were all like having a bit of laugh with the promos because again I'm I'm harking back to the old RPG where Butch was kind of was had as a very fun RPG. So it was the case like we had us holding props and making the mic and doing the promos that way and so forth. And not to say I wanted to have that fun element as well, but it was nice to have a more serious edge to it because again you can get emotionally invested in that too whereas it's like oh this is a completely fictional match under completely fictional rules but i still want that guy to win you know and having someone hook you in like that really does help so legit the first like promo james rage like puts in i think i think it was between me and you a me you and amy foxy that like we messaged you going like that promo was serious like that mm-hmm. promo was really fucking good and i was like yeah we all need to step up our game here because yeah. it was just that it, it was the, the benchmark and it still is in, in in some regards just consistently good promos and the great thing about it was that it just it helped me work out the character myself a bit more because again like from the workshop we did we were all working off templates like you know foxy was the luchador jamie was the fighter kev was the athlete and so forth you know and the only actual like genuinely original if you want to call it that character was alan morph because we all lumped in with that and created a monster quite literally a fucking monster and the thing was that we, we knew where we got we i knew what we had with that with that with that character but everyone else was able to put their own personal touch on it then afterwards with their own people like the same recorder now starting to have his kind of like starting to come out of the shell and violet doing the same everyone could do that now and that was that's what i love was seeing like it, again, I, what I would love to do now in the in the downtime is watch the first episode and then watch the last and see where those two uh, where your characters are now from those points on because you can guarantee you they are fucking chalk and cheese and so many layers now on top of that as well. Well, like, in, in terms of James, right? In, in, obviously, I think everyone has been absolutely fantastic on this, okay? But to see his promos and to see them as good as they are, if he appeared on a wrestling show, an actual wrestling show, and did a promo like that in the ring, I'd be like, well, I'm coming back next month. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, be there. I, I'm paying good money to see that. I, I completely agree with you. And I've actually said this to Jonathan before, like, and to Dennis, the fact that like, if he did turn up like tomorrow, he would. He'd yeah. be, you'd definitely be able to carry a fucking like, a promo <laughs> on a show. Well, that was the you idea could, before. You could visualize it. All this shit kicked it. off. Mm. Um, mm. With the pandemic, Jamie had just begun coming up to training with me. Like, literally, that's why he only got one in. It wasn't because he couldn't hack it or anything. It's because yeah. we got shut down. Yeah. Um, like, so, I mean, uh, the intention is, I'm well, I, I'm not sure now, but I'm, I'm presuming that the intention oh, is gotcha. to get that oh, back up yeah. and running once everything goes up again, you know? Yeah. As soon as that door opens, I'm back. So, but I do appreciate. I'll, that I'll record. I'll record Joe's reaction when he when when Jamie puts his <laughs> promo on him. I want him to have his big beautiful kawaii eyes as he sees his promo going. I want this character. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, no, it'll be the best because the first promo I ever cut in my life was on Joe Cabray. So, I really want Jamie's first one to be on Joe as well, and I think oh it'll be Lord. fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I can tell you, if, it, it shed a tear. If, if Jamie were to bring that same level of intensity that he has in his promos to a wrestling ring, that's just going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. I, 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 I find it funny. We're all talking about him. It's like he's not even here. And he's just sitting, <laughs> he's just sitting there. He has a smile on his face, but the eyes just... He goes loving this. The eyes yeah. just go... <laughs> 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 
we just we just call the call the podcast the the you know season finale and then in brackets put James Rage Wankathon. <laughs> I was going to say James Rage Appreciation Podcast, but Wankathon works. But, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, uh, like not only like obviously like we've seen Jamie like shine with promos like, but I'd be remiss if I didn't fucking bring up the fact that like other people have like have shined as well. Like Amy has shined in oh, yes. being able 100%. to do dueling characters, like double mm-hmm. characters, and some like what was meant to be just like little throwaway like commentary. Like yes. actually grew into a character and eventually got tied in a lot more as the series progressed. Yes. But, I mean, like, it got so much better as the series progressed. It started off from being annoying as shit and going into something that was actually entertaining. Is this the thing? Does anyone else remember Kratos as David Attenborough? We've <laughs> <laughs> tried to blank that out. Because <laughs> you know? this is the thing, like okay, so again, in the RPG there's a mechanic called the color commentator, and literally anyone can jump in. Uh, be the color commentator, say something, and all it does is to give someone a momentum boost. It, that the mechanic is there, and again, it's something that like when I was reading the rules, going like, "Fuck, why haven't we done this already?" And again, the great thing was because we've already had characters from the oh, from the first iteration, from the prototype RPG, if you like. And I said, "Right, let's just give it to the Kratos because he was Tony's old character, and Tony had wanted I moved on to a new one." So it's like, fair enough. We'll just we'll just reuse that guy and let whoever else jump in. So initially, it was just like people just jumping into say certain lines because I was doing like play by play, you know. So it made sense that like whoever would go color can say whatever the fuck they want and either put over people or just have a joke in mind. So it's kind of between Amy and Foxy kind of at the start but like amy just had the the character in her mind already of what this kind of like lovable goofball that she had in mind and it just i didn't have to say anything else it's just like i just had let amy say the line and and, and play off that then you know because she had it already in her head and yeah no, like, I, I i i was you see the reason i, I said that was because i wanted to ask the question to everybody um in the in the call who has been your favorite person excluding yourself obviously who has been your favorite uh, character and storyline from the RPG? Because I'm actually genuinely intrigued Ooh, to know. That's an interesting one. That's a yeah. tough so, one. So, somebody else go for it. I'm going to have to think about that. I, I have I, to tell more. You go, Kerry. Because I absolutely adored the, the, the first matches with the Dave and Attenborough commentary. Because, mm. like, the joy, like, Amy was like, what character is he going to be now? And, like, literally researching on the fly, kind of go, right, what? What puns and comments can I come up with while <laughs> while Casey is is like coming up with the, these mad moves, but based on the animal? I'm like, what is happening? It was just so quirky, and you never knew what was going. It was never a standard match. Yeah, for, so, and then coming then to the final. Arc, um, oh yeah. Like yeah. again, the best thing about watching that promo is watching everyone else's reactions because there's, there's either jaws dropped or just like smiles from ear to ear, just going like, "I fucking love this." <laughs> I have to say, for for me, and it might be a surprise one because it was a bit later on, but it was actually the introduction of Rob Midas. Mm. I, I I really enjoyed kind of just the story of this almost Ted DiBiase esque character in a way showing up just throwing his way around and almost doing the old wrestling storyline of you know you know who's this manager going to pick you know yes. people are vying or, or he's kind of scouting people he's not just instantly Brian he's scouting people he wants only the best and then like arguably it did, it did like 
much like Kira's choice, it did kind of lead into that whole dynamic with with with, with Foxy and uh, Casey. But yeah, I like the introduction of Midas and kind of just where that was going because at the start, I I really didn't I didn't predict him going to Silver Fox. Who would you? I, I actually couldn't. I couldn't have called it. That's what I was actually trying to think, and I, I really couldn't have called it. I thought maybe he'd go with, you know, and our other new character, Jim Morris, or mm. something like, you know, as a new team, because everybody had kind of been established at that point, and I was like, okay, somebody's going yeah. to need to do a, a big old change here if they go with them, because I still had the pastor at that time. Yeah. So I, it wasn't going to be me. So I was it, was, it was intriguing to me. I enjoyed it. And, of course, Jerry being Jerry, it was it was just entertaining anyway. So yeah, I, that's, why I love Jerry's, that. I, that's why I love Jerry's kind of like personal touch on that character as well, because like between the two of us, we kind of had an idea what we're kind of, it is, a, it's, it's it started off close to Jerry's soul. Like it was a guy like the, the pinstripe suit, the hair, like the, the watch, the whole thing, like a man yeah. of success. And the whole idea was that like, literally like whoever he decides to manage, he, they will become champion or they will be successful. But in the end, it was kind of like, like Rob Midas is kind of this ne- like human necronomicon. Like you have to sell your soul in order to make this work, but it will work. You will become champion if you're if you're managing. And that's Midas. the thing as well is is I was it was one of the few stories that wasn't wrapped up. It was kind of yes. like I, I left going okay, what's what's Midas going to do now in season two? Because exactly. he's obviously left with a big open end there, and that to me is interesting. You know, so that, that's yeah. what I think. Well, we'll, we, we, we'll see how that one goes. Um, you gotta keep some it, mysteries. Oh yeah, yeah, you you know I'm something. I'm not saying anything. I'm not be fucking managing you again anyway. You bollocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, in terms of you know coming in, I I talked to Jonathan about what he wanted me to do, but I was like, okay, well how 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 am I going to do this? And I kind of I just said right, go kind of go back to the start. So I went back to the very start of Jerry Soul, which is 14, 15 years ago. And it was exactly how I started off. Nobody saw, people saw me come out. I was wearing a suit. I would hand out business cards to various wrestlers and, and that would be it. And it, was, it came to a point, my very first promo, and I'll never forget this, getting up in the middle of a ring with a mic and the mic not working. So me having to project my voice to, to everyone. So I was like, I was like, right, I'm going to channel a little bit of that early Jerry Soul in, into this. And, uh, and, and Rob Midas would be the first iteration of Jerry Soul because Jerry Soul has gone through many morphed we'd say uh, over the last few years yes. and for me as much as as much as i'm definitely pulling the plums off jamie today um for me alan morph and and his uh road to the championship has just been brilliant i have absolutely loved it from start to finish and the fact that i got to be part of that as well just makes it for me, it was like that's just it's just brilliant. It's been absolutely fantastic. And to see Casey go from the kind of lovable, funny comedy act to the being a bit more serious, the fantastic promos, the promo that he did against me, and then the pro the dueling promo we did on one of the last shows. I was just like, I'm loving every minute of this. And he's just been, he has excelled from strength to strength, week in, week out. He's by and large for me, he was my my favorite part of it. So far, well, so far anyway, we'll see how season two goes. Mm. Love yourself, Jim. Oh yeah, the the Alex Moore thing is probably the best one, just because it was <laughs> just too. Because when I started, I just thought the character was just a joke, which it was, and he was a dolphin, and for him to 
progressed as promos and character development and everything in it. It was like one of the main ones. And the whole James Rage thing as well near the end was his his storyline against who I've forgotten was also good. But the, the Alex Morph thing was probably my favorite one. I know it was against you. I just can't remember the character's name because I'm the worst booker comes to name. I'm just general this manager, was, you shit. So, <laughs> this, was very, this was very much like a, I wasn't listening. Alex Morph. He was the best. <laughs> the Alex Morph lad. Hold on, hold on, Jim. Let's call a spade a spade here. You just robbed my fucking promo. That's all you did. <laughs> Grab my fucking promo. <laughs> well, look, I have to keep keeping up appearances. All right, gotta keep, gotta keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a point of contention, though, because my favorite story arc of all of this has been the evolution of Alan Morph. Because, uh, yeah, he's good, isn't he? because no, but even back at the start, he wasn't actually a joke character. Like, he had the gimmick, and he worked that in. But if you watch, like, in his matches, it all made sense. And there was actually, like, this weird intensity to it that was really fucking understated. But it was there. Like, his match against Cutter, he was genuinely vicious. He was a badger, I believe, so it worked. Little shit. (laughs) But it was there all the way along, which is why I threw in the thing about Rage being afraid of him, because he's proper crazy. And, um... (laughs) But to, all the way up to the moment when he unmasked and went mental with the pipe, he played it so fucking well. Like, it was understated. He was during everyone else's segments leading up to that. Mm. He was acting terrified of Jerry Soul or Rob Midas. He was acting genuinely nervous to be going out there and having the match. And he was like, oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. And then all of a sudden he goes out and out of nowhere just rips off the mask literally unmasking himself and just tearing into it. And it was fucking yeah. amazing. But yeah, like, that's big up. Like it's like it's a bit unfair because like like I said earlier, it's like everyone everyone's had their chance to shine throughout the the RPG. And it's uh it's and in more ways than one there's been people that like that are, they've shined at this and that's been the favourite. Then it'd be someone else has their time to shine and you just like that's your favorite moment. It, it, like we steadily got better and better and better, but at the same time, it's like oh, it's unfair to pick. Like, because I mean, like you had like Amy doing two like two roles and then uh, in one segment three, <laughs> you have John doing like three three different fucking roles in, in the course of like the fucking the RPG. Like I did two briefly. Like it, it but it, it's. Like even Kev, like Kev doing the like, Cyrus Gold, it's just like a a natural athlete, very good as a mic person. Yes. Like and and still like a little bit underrated because like he he's able to go off the cuff and actually bounce off what people says uh, say as well, yeah. and it, it's it shouldn't be understated. Like how good like there there's a talent to that, which mm. is not. You don't see often, but uh, I, I, Alan Morph, yes, I, I think that's gonna be the clear, like, clear, like, def- definitive winner, like, in terms of like development over the whole whole thing, like yeah. being the like just to provide so many different moments that you're just like, yes, like, it, like giving you that 
genuine like feelings like I love this character like what is mm. they gonna do next and then surprising us every time like so uh, Alan Morf is definitely like my one anyway yeah cool. like even even me trying to I've said this had this conversation tons of times which is but even trying to like picture this character in a real setting like imagine like going to a wrestling show and seeing this just seeing someone dress up as say like a badger one week and then like a bee the next and then wrestling a completely different style to complement what he's dressing up as like you would have to be uh, fucking like you'd have to be like Ian McKellen levels of actor to pull that off you would have to be the best actor that's ever lived to make that work because again from week to week you have to be consistent in yourself but also consistent and your character so yeah like that's that, that's a huge one and again once we kind of once once casey and, and the rest of kind of like ch- chipped in with that gimmick we just thought oh this is fucking money this is legit like the funniest thing i've ever heard of wrestling and it's not even a real person that's the that is the one downside to alan morph is that he's a fictional fucking character that is the one negative you know um as well as well as 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 the as the GM, I, I do have a few personal favorites because again, from from kind of putting them in matches and also doing the after credits part. NPC wise, my favorite NPC is a bit of a late bloomer. It's a bit of a running guy, running gag, and I fucking love it. And um, the battle, the battle royal specialist Ratman. Now, right, I have to explain this. Okay, so again, this is a legacy character from Butcher's RPG. It's a tag team just called Ratman and Bobbin. Naturally, you can imagine where he got that from. Uh, and I said, I have to keep that in. That's just a fun... Actually, Amy wanted the, wanted the tag team to stay in. I said, okay, fair enough. I'll throw them in as, as jobbers and we'll see them every now and then. And the best thing about it was that uh, later on, like, again, yeah, they got fuck all mileage throughout the whole RPG until suddenly decided, okay, let's do a battle royal to see who faces Silver Fox, right? And I thought at the time, oh, a nice gimmick would be if everyone, like, like rolls the dice or picks a number and that's who you have in the battle royal. And that works out that way. And just for some weird reason, Ratman was picked both times and nearly won both. And it's like, that is unnatural. Like, can you, have you ever thought of it, heard of a wrestler that's good, unconditionally good at battle royals and nothing else? Like, that doesn't work. That, that's, not a, that's not a character. That's not a specialty. But for this one jobber, who, again, you have to imagine, his six foot is like in a real like, lanky streak of piss, dressed up as like a shitty bat, a little Batman. Like, of course, it works for him. And that's the only thing. Um, so he's definitely a favorite. Uh, Kratos has to be up there as well, just for the sheer fact of like whatever I had in mind for Kratos as like you know as your color commentator because I, I think I said in the first episode he was like Taz, you know, mm. and I was thinking like no, it's like it's nothing like that now. Like you know he had he had layers to his character. Like he was a, a weird like kind of like you know wife like um, fucking like fancier for a while. Then he was just like oh he's, he's also this now he's in the relationship with Amy now or with Selena at this stage, which is totally fine, considering they're both played by Amy. Totally fine. Uh, and then now had his own kind of mythos as well with the non-canon episodes. You know, that was that was a personal highlight for me because they were so different. And that was that was my, my favorite thing about that. And I suppose in terms of right for, like, I think Selena is high up there as well because, again, similar legacy character, but she's also coming in as a top star anyway. And just seeing, like, what can we do with her and I, for what it's worth, I personally love the fact that she was moving on because, again, the whole point of the RPG is progression. Like, somebody has to be top of the card. Somebody has to either, and shockingly enough, like, it's normally expected for someone to either, like, move on from the show or retire or something like that. So having her actually move on and get the happy ending she needed, she wanted, from all the politics she had to put up with throughout the entire show. Because, again, in the original RPG, she was world champion and she 
got there by merit. And for some reason, it just never happened in this one. And it just it just felt so right that she got what she wanted. Like, I, from a writing standpoint, I'm so glad how that wrapped up so well. And you can see from Amy, like, she was really attached to that character. And she's really happy that, that, that she's moved on. And now gets to play a total bitch in season two, which I'm sure she's looking forward to. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's up there. Like, obviously, Alan wait, Murphy's. she wasn't in season one. Well, no, <laughs> she was a face. She was she was sassy. You know, she she had her moments, but she was a she was unconditionally a face. That's the difference between being a heel and a face. You're when you're a heel, you're a bitch. When you're a face, you're sassy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're moody, like a moody, Alice. moody black. Let's put it as a tweener. A tweener. Yes, there we go. That's yeah. more like it. But yeah, like certainly those are the highlight. Those are personal highlights for me as well. You know, although I'll be honest, I did quite like playing Pastor Fred Rose. I'm I'm surprised how well I took to that character because I do not believe in Jesus. So I'm surprised that worked. Jesus. Really well. I'm surprised you didn't even just throw that line. It's like Jesus. Like, Jeez. I was trying to avoid it so much. Like you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's like check. I was going. It's just like yeah. It's there to be used. Like That's oh, it, yeah. Only those will get it. That's I know it. with the I know when I was involved with the Rose thing, one like especially with the religious element of it, one thing I was I was specifically not doing was was naming any one religion in particular that it was meant mm-hmm. to be a kind of take of. Yes. So that could be kind of anything, you know. Um just cause to keep it generic, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I like that. I like that. Um, because like I said, it, it was kind of the same thing here. Like I said, I'd say the Bible every now and then, but like I don't know enough of it to quote scripture. So it was the case of like, what, what was the kind of like the weird like kind of the rhetoric around it more than anything else? And that was and that kind of worked because again, he's playing the pastor. He's playing a pastor character, but he's not very. He's not quite good at it. He is his own. He's a more sinister person behind that. You know, so it, it made sense. He didn't have to be a hundred percent. You know into the, like Christian dogma because he wasn't he's a he's a he's a capitalist so it's like, kind of like he... it always makes you think of like Pritchard as brother love kind of where yeah. you know it's modeled off the televangelists but it's Absolutely, not yeah. it, it wasn't he wasn't preaching but it was very obvious what he was doing oh yeah like you know? again the inspiration yeah. for the character was Kenneth Copeland like he is yeah, a yeah, yeah. awful rubbery faced evangelist I, that's who I actually envisioned in my head except fatter yeah, no, he is a. He is a, he is I, a I envisioned a, a Kenneth Copeland um, sinister minister mix, yeah. which is just That's horrifying it. to think of. <laughs> I'll say we have some I, great evil characters on the roster. I say that much. That's for I sure. I had a really fucked up vision of uh, Fred Rose for the first several weeks because my internet did this jumpy thing where I didn't catch all of the promo on the description of Cotter's first match. <laughs> And you were describing the guy he was squashing as a Russell Brand lookalike. Yes. And genuinely thought you meant Fred Rose and just ran with that for like <laughs> that's, that's a month exactly, and a half. Every single time I heard the name, I kept thinking the exact same thing. My brain immediately went to Fred Rose and I don't know why. It just wouldn't go away. How much I tried to like, just like, separate it through my head like, every single time. not just Fred Rose, that's all I'm thinking of. <laughs> it could be worse that, considering that like um that like for a few weeks amy was calling him fred west so it could have been a lot worse you know what i mean oh, oh yeah fuck i forgot that jesus and the, other <laughs> is, the other thing is amy's kind of half right because because i did pick the name fred and rose off the off those two like that was oh yeah how i got the name yeah so yeah oh, she was 
And that's uh, that's actually very similar to how I got the. Um, remember when you asked us like our real names, our yes. you know kayfabe real names. Um, then Cutter was Ryan Jones. That's the that's the same way. I got the um, his name, which was uh, Jim Jones, and the first person that was killed in connection to him was Paul Ryan. Mm. Ryan Jones. Yes. There you go. Yeah. See, again, I like that because again, that was just one aspect of it because it was a total curveball. It's not involved in the RPG. It's just for whatever like little like uh, under the radar storylines I wanted to run. Like what? Like again, because I like the idea of like reality blurring with with fiction. So it made sense to have like they're not going to call themselves their shoot names all the time. They're going to go by real whenever they're pissed off or whatever. Whenever the scene suits. So yeah, that was a that was a nice touch. And it's also the case of just throwing everyone a curveball. What's your real name? It's like. It, 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 Kira, no, your real name. It's like, uh, Annie. All right, fine, done. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's a nice touch. Like, it's... Now, like, I, I think we can all agree, like, at this point, like, we're very... We're excited about going into season two because, mm. like, obviously, we know where our characters are and where we kind of want to take them. And obviously, like, we'll be put into different situations now that we're going to be better prepared for. Um, it's also allows us the opportunity to be like, okay, now that we're more comfortable, it, like I know for me, it'll be a more case of like, okay, now I have to restart. I have to re really rethink like this character. Like if he's going to stick around and what way his personality is going to be affected going forward. So it does get the creative juices going and it just makes me excited for the next season. Yeah. I don't know, but what about yourselves? Oh, completely. I mean, um, as I touched on earlier on, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, you know, with my own characters, see where I can take them, what changes I can make. Um, it always keeps me on my toes with, with thinking about it too. I mean, something you touched on earlier, Foxy was like, um, that I always find is an interesting dynamic is like sometimes it's right to lose. Like sometimes you want you you know you want to like you're obviously at the mercy of the dice, but sometimes you're like this would be a much better story now if I lose. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that I get those like and moments like that are kind of what draw me in. Whereas where you start thinking of the show as a bigger whole, and that's what interests me about season two is like the new dynamics, people that. I haven't gotten to go. I said earlier on, like getting to promo with Jerry or Jamie and all them. Um, and like stuff like that, 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 that gets me excited to, to think about kind of going, going that route for me personally. I don't know about the rest of you. Well, like I said, and that's the, that's the beauty of season two, because again, like all of our characters can have a bit of a reset and the way this system works, like if you, if you wanted to switch game, they can do something else. You can like, say if like, if James Ray wanted to switch from fighter to do something a bit more, like more, uh, like necessarily like, bespoke or something like a bit more versatile than that that is a possibility you can switch with someone else you know because there's other characters like ace and so forth that that have different like skill sets and different promos you know the kind is, of way is it, is it too early to actually put in a request for that <laughs> 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 not exclusive all fair all fair yes oh, yeah. no, don't don't give away too much already mr rage <laughs> well, i have to say for, for myself um obviously uh, I no longer have a client, so it's a it, it's a thing where the sky's the limit, really, for me, because you could see me literally with anybody next next yeah. season, and that or even in a, in a 
running the show. Or I could decide that, you know what, I'm actually an active wrestler now. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Any, anything could happen. Or I like, might just disappear and never fucking come back. So we'll, we'll see. Oh, no, no, no. You have a contract here, mate. I can't. Yeah, that's, it's done. You can't dissolve it. Sorry. Well, no. Well, <laughs> a mysterious character could, could come in called uh, Mob Riders. So you just don't know. Anybody, <laughs> never know. What's like, he doing in the impact zone? Like, I know I said, like, I'm excited about, like, rethinking the character. But I'm also excited about some of the loose ends that need to be tied up come the second season. Like yes. the whole thing with Rob Midas, I'm looking forward to it because this is going to force me to try and get better at promos. And it's going to happen sooner or later that I will have to like promo against Jerry. Mm. And I am completely like shit in a brick when it comes to that. Because just, just think of it this way, right? There's going to be a lot of you little bollocks coming from me to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like it, like things like that, it's like it's what makes me excited about like for for the upcoming like second season when we decide to, when we start getting around to doing that. But I mean, like, yeah, like it mean it also means that like even though we have our characters, we can also like tweak it and just like okay, give them a new look. They they yeah. they've taken their time. It's like it, like what Jonathan said. It's a little refresh, and that's that's brilliant to me. Like that's basically like okay, we can get new artwork done. Uh, mm. of our characters and be like, yeah, this is his new look going forward or this is my look going forward. I really want James Rage to re-debut with like Slam Master J. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, he's going to be Shorty J. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Pull it off as well. <laughs> He'd be the angriest little rapper you've ever seen. <laughs> I- I'm not going to lie. It just remind me like uh, the fact that over the course of the series, we started doing. Obviously, we did the after credit scenes, and in the in the discussions that we've had, like myself, Jonathan, Dennis, and Amy, mm. is the fact that like we'd be doing these like after credit scenes, but during the course, we'd be like, "Can we not just like switch this to a radio drama and just like, like it's just yeah. the the wrestling's there, but like now let let's just play out like a hey, radio drama." No, let, let's be clear. Amy's only in the RPG for the gossip. Like this is it. Like she is in for the scandal. <laughs> and like there's some characters that have like way like so much personal shit going on. And like my character included, because again, as a GM, I don't want to be involved whole whole meal into the show. Like he again is manager. Oh, have to be I thought you it. meant the gossip oh. we do off here. <laughs> that too. There's oh, quite well a lot of that as that. well. Yeah, that's a, quite a lot of that as well. But but even then, like like she's more invested in like uh, again, I'm joking. Obviously, she does want to be part of the RPG regardless, but. Like she, she just loves the gossip of it. I'm just like I like even for I'm writing. Like I've just left a little tease here and there about an over a bigger story going on, and I love doing that myself because I know that winds up other people even just not even watching the video because probably no one gets a shit. But people in the RPG want to know, and that's that's satisfying to me. It's like what the fuck's happening with your character? What's the plot twist? What, like it, it's great, and I, I love doing that. I love winding people up with writing. Those like obviously like. We'll probably like wind down in a minute, but like, what would be like um, everyone's like final thoughts like about going forward? It's in terms of uh, is there anything that you would change in how it was done, like the RPG is done or presented? What like does that strike out like that? It's like maybe if this was changed, or maybe if if I could do this, 
Mm. Like, no, I think I think the way it, the way it is right now, I think is absolutely perfect because um, it's not too scripted. You know, Jonathan will give us like right, it's going to be you versus you, and you're going to manage this guy, and that's it. Yeah. And he will kind of kind of nudge us in little directions, but majority of it is us. And that's what I love about it because you don't know what's going to happen next. That's exactly what's exciting about it. Like I could be uh, working with James Rage one day. The next week I'll be working with Jim Morris. Next week I'm doing a, a, a promo with Cutter, which I hope gets to do all of that stuff. You know, for me it is. It's it made me reevaluate my uh, promos. I was like, no, I need to kick it up a gear. And I think that's what everyone else is doing, whether it be in matches or where how creative they're going to get in that to promos. Everyone wants to be as creative as they possibly can. And uh, that's what's going to make season two even better than season one, because there's so much more that we're going to do. Mm. Definitely agree with that. Anyone else? Uh, regret anything they want to add? Say, I completely I agree with that point. That, yep. But, uh, Sorry. Uh, yeah, but in season one, we got a lot done. In season two, we have that foundation to work from. So exactly. it should be really good, hopefully. And, you know, I think it, like, it's been a great thing during, on a personal lockdown, during, during a personal level during lockdown. Mm. Um, something entertaining to come hang out and all that. And, you know, I hope um, that people are listening to it find entertaining too, you know, because it has been a lot of fun. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, season that, yeah. two, I'm yeah, I'm psyched for for the reasons I said earlier on. Um, I don't want to repeat myself, but yeah, I'm I'm psyched. Like I, I think like, I, th- I think Jim will be excited to debut a new finisher. I think that'll be his uh, that'll be his arc <laughs> for season two. Yeah, I'm kind of more with that like because the character was originally supposed to be a Jim Cornette going on there mm. I never really was able to like cling on to that or do anything right but now that I have something to springboard off of with the new world champion even if I don't do anything with him it's given me an idea that right now I can actually do what I wanted to do in the first place because I yeah. have something to bounce off of to start with properly you have a base um, yeah like it's just going to be better it's going to be easier for me to get into the zone of what it, and yeah thinking of a new finisher it's going to be fun too I, I want to see your finishers. Yeah, I want you to see some of your finishers just so I can. <laughs> I want us to run a gimmick where, like, every time Jim Morris has a new finisher, and just someone from the crowd pops up and goes, "Simpsons did it," and like, has to start off with a new one, <laughs> or or it'd be literally like like the like the censors at Peacock, just like no, nope. no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. <God. laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, I suppose Kira has one as well because she still has her um, money in the bank slash King of the Ring mm-hmm. gimmick back in her back pocket, so she's a threat as well. Like, so everyone's everyone's set up fairly well for. Shit, for- I forgot about that. Fuck, she's she's right up in that title picture, and she oh, can she? cash in whenever she wants. She just has to. Oh, give the and the history with Alan Morph. Okay, now I want that. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the proper moment. You see, never know when. Exactly. Difference. Yeah. And and you know the, the last thing is like again uh, the stuff they kind of said for the stuff for season two like as 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 GM and also the person putting the video together like you know a lot of it is down to kind of production way so I've even, I've even talked to you guys already like what like very minor things I would do would just improve the presentation of the video and that and um, 
but it's also from like an actual RPG point of view. Like I legit have been loving the non-canon episodes, you know, that like we've only done two, right? But we have so many stupid ideas that are going to happen at some point, you know, like I have ideas for one shot <laughs> RPGs we could do. Um, the, what was the, the Christmas episode we did was the first one. And that was great because the whole idea is that like Kratos, the, the, the color commentator thinks he can fantasy book. And I do mean that mean thinks. Uh, because literally all of his like matches and shows and so forth are just based off movies he likes and seeing that amy has like this fucking like stupid amount of knowledge of films it just it's perfect she just like picks the films we work them into gimmicks and that's your match like the christmas special was literally a hodgepodge of christmas films like foxy was die hard fucking cyrus Gold was home alone alan morf was the muppets christmas carol and um, i can't remember all of them offhand now but i think oh color was elf elf was fucking hilarious i love that <laughs> That was fucking, br- that popped me so hard when I was doing it. Because I didn't know what to expect. I just said, okay, Cody, you're going to be Will Ferrell playing Elf action. And that was it. That's all I needed to say. Huh. I, like I didn't re- know what I was going to fucking do literally till you said that either. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I just, I'll just talk really fast and incoherently. It'll be fine. Yeah, and it worked so well. Uh, and then James <laughs> Rage was like the perfect Scrooge. Like he was literally just going in and, and stamping on everyone's toys. It was fucking great. And... Um, or like the then, later, later, like the non-canon where like we had a film the war match. Oh, like a film the I'm war match. So proud of that. I am so proud of that. Again, we picked the perfect person to book that in. Like legit. Like I, I would mind. It's a pity Aaron you weren't able to make that session because I had it in my mind that like Jim Ray or uh, James Rage would have these fantastic like monologues where he goes on and, and talks about how his his pain and suffering. And then Jim Morris is like in a monologue as goes, "I should look at." Be grand, and that's that's all. That's all what's going through his head. Should look at, but like, yeah, that 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 show in particular, like, um, again, that is the well, the most heavily scripted future wrestling episode because I did I, I wrote those kind of like little sequences and recorded the stupid B roll from Gran Turismo, and made that all work. Like again, that was like a, a nice like rambling. This was like, oh, that, that's actually something in there that could that could work, and. It was, it was it was beautiful. It's probably my best work ever. <laughs> my best work I'll ever be, to be honest. Aim for the stars, Jonathan. Aim for the stars. Aim right. for the fucking asphalt, more like. Like with that, it's just like it is like it, it just shows that like ideas that didn't get used for this season can definitely be used going forward in in non-can episodes, and definitely. that's exciting. As yeah. well, it is like just like oh. The possibilities. Like we, we, we've had this joke, but we've now kind of decided to be concrete. Anyone that picks up a concussion gets a non-canon episode. Like legit, like because Kratos the first one, like Jamie, Jamie fucking sparked him out and got a concussion out of it. So he made a Christmas special in his own head. And then suddenly, like the next every time someone gets bonked on the head, pr- presumably by Jamie, because he's the only one that does this, and just oh. that that will give us a canon episode. So now it's like, okay, who was the character? Uh when when do we do it and what does he like and what does she like and yeah they, Jonathan they is there a specific like thing you can think of that you you maybe you you regret it didn't pan out a different way or you had a vision it didn't really work out or or something you didn't get to do you would have liked to have seen specifically very good question um Again, not much now, to be honest. Like, again, from the, from, say from the second, like, half on, I was so fucking happy with everything played out. Everything, every box was ticked. I think from the start, I was probably doing a bit too much on the whole, uh, like, the stories, like, kind of, like, the, 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 
background stories, let's say, of like uh, what's happening with Celine and so forth. Like the one, the biggest regret I would say would be the, um, actually, okay, most of them are gaffes, to be honest. None of them are actually regretful. But the, the, the one I would say was like from the first pay-per-view where um, Selena is like, screwed out is has a screw job finish and i didn't tell amy about that that's my biggest regret because i, I was too stuck in the kayfabe of thinking like well i need an immediate like an actual genuine reaction you know whereas i should have trusted amy to go to kick off herself because of course she would you know like that she's part of the character she's in the character so of course she'd kick off if she just had prior knowledge and that throws her into a storyline so that was probably the biggest one really and that oh, was that when first. i screwed her over yeah yeah oh so yeah the, again so i had a setup where like she gets like pinned immediately. She doesn't get a chance to roll. And the idea was that she'd have like this very genuine reaction of like being angry, but that was just me overthinking it. I should have just put, had her on board and she would have done that anyway. Um, but that was the first, that was the main one really. I mean, my favorite gaff though, and, and Amy would like beat me over the head with this if she was on was the heel turn where she had to yes. get a dice roll. Right. So again, when you're when you're GM and you're so used to saying the same phrases, again, you'll probably have to take a drink every time I say, please roll your dice when you're doing this. <laughs> but like myself, Amy and Fox and obviously like Foxy has knows a bit about the the booking at this time. We have agreed, right, Celine's gonna turn heel on Violet Storm. That gives them a great feud to go forward and and towards the end of the season, whatever it is. And legit, we had decided this is what we're happening. We're not gonna tell Kira because again we want that genuine reaction. And literally because I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna DDT her and turn heel on her. So like, give us a roll. And immediately my head was going, Why the fuck did you say that? What the fuck? <laughs> you we all agreed on that. Why did you ask for a roll? <laughs> it's like I was so used to just saying, like, yeah, no, roll, make sure it happens. And like Amy's going like shit, 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 shit. <laughs> just kill the reaction right there. I was gonna now. say, yeah, like, it kind of ruined oh. the momentum of the, the I, suddenness of it. I nuked all I nuked all the tension, but thank I did edit it so it didn't come across as bad. But yeah, it was it, that was that was a particular like gaff for me. The mo- the other one that's coming to mind is the uh, the rope break rule, which I was very fond of myself because just for how- was it, what, what, was this with Kevin Jim? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he right. just had to well, glance in the direction of the ropes, and it was broken up. <laughs> So what happens is, right, so Kevin, Kevin and, and Aaron are doing a spot where they're, they're, they're rolling out by the barricade, right? And it's an eight count. So Kev goes in, basically looking for the count of victory, or at least at the time I think he was, right? So I get to Jim. He does a successful roll, so he's going to get in before the 10 count. But I make such a tits up of explaining that he gets in just before the 10 count that it comes across the referee gave him the benefit of the doubt because he, was, he had his hand on the apron. Like his arm was there, <laughs> more or less got there. Like you know, so he stopped the count that way. I just made like look back on it in on in the in the last damn pay per view because I rightfully got massacred for that and like absolutely <laughs> should have because that was terrible. And um, you know, just like because it, it does okay again. The best thing about it, watch Foxy's reaction because he is livid. He's livid at that because <laughs> that's his match. That's his show. That's his fucking like career ruined if that rule was applied. Yes, <laughs> like that's my like. I know, like it's an RPG and it's meant to be for fun, but like certain certain bits <laughs> need logic, yes. and it's just like that was one of the moments that actually needed it. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and it was exactly. almost it wasn't a sudden thing; it was building to that because when it was happening, Kev had to tell you just before as well. It's like, no, I'm going for the fucking counter. What are you doing? It's like, exactly. you know, like... <laughs> that's the thing. It was like, yeah, that's that. 
that's what that's what happens when you're when you're just not paying attention to your own thing. It's just like you're just literally just talking words now at this stage, filling the air. <laughs> just that just doing my lot. best fucking Joker Bray impression. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'll never be a referee. So I know he did. He got there. Like he, he, he there. Like, I mean, he there, was right? going to get there. All he need, like he was going to be fine. Just assume he was going to be grand. Like, <laughs> yes, right. So, like, obviously, like. Excited for season two and the possibilities that's going to come. And with that, like, I, I think it's best. Otherwise, we ramble on for a lot longer. Definitely, yeah. But as we roll out for the, the finish, this is the season finale of the Foxy Bros podcast. Hopefully, Actually, Foxy, can I just stop you there? Can you please give us a roll to make sure you can finish this? <laughs> <laughs> How about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> He's waited all season to say that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the last ever episode of the Foxy Bros podcast because he's been fired <laughs> from his own podcast. Jeez. Yes. But no, but like seriously, like like with this say uh, it's the season finale of the podcast because I want to take time to actually reevaluate how to better present the podcast and also especially for the YouTube side of it because I do want to start incorporating the video the video aspect, but also trying to throw in like either little captions or little photographs to better uh for the better of the audience that are watching it, yes. they can actually get a uh, they're long for the ride and they're not out of the loop. So these are little things that I have to evaluate. But on that note, like I would love to thank everyone for coming on. And thank you to anyone that listens to it. If if you do, please let us know what you thought of it. If you watch the RPG, please, or if you want to watch the RPG, please go watch it on the Nerds or Us channel on YouTube. It, it, there's loads of other great content as well. And please like and subscribe and do all that good stuff but on that note I'd like to thank everyone else that appeared in the show and we will see you again sometime soon bye adios bye yeah